Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Subi Lynch maintains that there's no place for mashed potatoes in a roast dinner. It's been okay. a long 24 hours. Look, it's Thinking fine. and talking and coming to terms with this kind of idea. Esther Sunday Roast with Emer and Esther. I'm Emer McLeisett. And I'm Esther O'Mordenahue. Emer and Esther Sunday Roast with Emer and Esther. That's us. <laughs> it's a podcast about the joy of roast potatoes and a carvery lunch. Every Sunday we'll share our findings on roasts and carveries, the length and breadth of Ireland. Back at Dublin. We'll get there. Esther, three, two, one. Let's, Let's roast. roast. <laughs> um, so after our first episode last wow. week, tens of people get in touch. Tens of people want to know. <laughs> <laughs> All about the number one roast. That's a nod to one of our favourite podcasts. Who weekly get into it? Yeah, we just had so many people right from the very top. We want to thank the gastro gays who included us in their newsletter. This yeah. feels very being a podcast. Yeah, and um, they have a li- they had a link to the podcast they've been enjoying. Gastro gays, if you don't follow them on Instagram, etc., you should. They cook amazing food. They do amazing reviews. They are just great. We'll include a link to their newsletter in the show notes. Other Esther and I were at the same party. Mm-hmm. At the weekend, and it happened to be the weekend of our first podcast, and we were <laughs> mentioning it to people at the party. Well, well, I have never done as much mingling and talking about carveries. People wanted to get like there was people wa- waiting their turn to talk to us about carveries. Yeah, uh, there was one girl, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle Rail to Drama from Rail to Drama over in Galway. Um, she had a lot to say. She was talking about loving a wet dinner which I really enjoyed she said the stuff has to be swimming in gravy and she gave one gave us one of her first recommendations which is unusually mm. a petrol station yeah it's Caraboil in Casabar and she swears by their takeaway uh carvery and it comes in kind of a plastic box but she was so passionate about it like it as I'm saying it I, I understand that it doesn't sound that appetizing but she was so passionate about it that I feel like we are going to have to, maybe for season two of Eamon Esther's Sunday Roast with Eamon Esther, we might need to go west to Carboil, um petrol station yeah. in Castlebar and try their takeaway carvery. Are yeah. you up for it? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, people are passionate and that's it. I think I'd like if we could re- we could replace talking about the weather or small talk with talk about roast dinners. Yeah. That would be something. I mean, there's enough to say. There's enough to out. say. So many different elements. And we're going to get into a whole conversation about mashed potatoes we need to have it yeah and yeah. um, that really kind of some of people's opinions really shocked me but before we do that we got as many as two emails what We're delighted so grateful to Neve Corson and Aoife Murray for what giving some recs uh, Aoife recommended a the Morgan Temple Oak Inn for a roast we've already done it coming um, soon stay tuned for an upcoming episode thank you and um, then Neve recommended the 51 is that the headliner oh, now that I say it out loud is that 57 or is that Heinz baked beans 
Did, was it a baked bat- Was it a can of baked beans? Fifty-one. The headliner. Could that be I right? That I mean, they the headliner. So the headliner is is the headliner. The headliner is the place on Leonard's Corner. We've yes. already done Hanlon's Corner. Clan Brassel Street. Let's get to all the corners. And it, I mean, I think the headline seems like the kind of place that would do a great roast. I think that was one of our lockdowny places. What see? Because we had this idea. First of all, we started, but things kept getting shut down. We couldn't. We're like, please, sir, please let us have a roast. We said no, but that was one definitely one of the list. Because I think during lockdown, their burgers kind of got famous. Yes. So I would be. Are we talking about the same place? Let's just do a quick Google. While you're doing that, uh, we had Claire Coleman get in touch. She recommended the Elm Tree in Cork. So again, if we're going west or we're going south, that might be one to put on our list. Um, Anna Ryan sent a roast recommendation while she was sitting in her car, driving. What was the roast recommendation? I don't have it right in front of me. Listen, <laughs> we're all learning on the job. We're all learning on the job. But Anna, thank you for getting in touch. Um, Tired Mammy Book Club, who we love here, sent a picture of their shopping, which included a roast chicken, after listening to the pod. Hope that chicken was juicy. Sometimes they can be dry. Loads of people got in touch. And Subi Lynch last night did a... She bought a chicken in a bag, looking for comfort food, made a little roast for herself. She did. But crucially, and that's going to bring us on to our next talking point, Mm. Subi Lynch maintains that there's no place for mashed potatoes in a roast dinner. (sighs) It's been a long 24 hours. Look, it's... Thinking and talking and coming to terms with this kind of idea. From right from the top, I will say that I would take a mashed potato over a roast potato in a roast dinner. Emer! you <laughs> I guess you know the things you learn in childhood stay with you and sometimes we didn't always have a roast potato but we always had a mash like <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry to be the one to break this to you well who else could break it to you it's about me yes um but yeah so we actually did a poll then on our um Instagram account which has as many I think as 400 followers Emer, we didn't do a poll. We did an Insta sticker. Oh, Insta sticker, so people can put it. Oh, yeah, you're right. A question box. We, but, but by the way, somebody asked yesterday in the comments, um, could we put up pictures of the roast? We did. We will get to that. We've had quite a busy week. Social media. We can eat the roast. We can record the roast, but then get to the social media. That's another element we have to factor in. So we're going to up our social media game soon, yeah. hopefully, and present pictures of the roast. But and um, put the Insta sticker down. And yes, we asked, does mashed potato have any place in a roast? I mean, I was surprised. Even that the question needed to be asked. Me as, too. As I've just revealed there, I think a roast is integral. Or a mash is integral to a roast. I feel like the response is it was like 90-10 in favour of mash. But then this morning, we've had we've had a few people going, hmm, Eva Murray, hmm, not always. Peggy and Sid, absolutely not. It's the passion that I'm, I support. Like people are so and then just... we have a couple of people um, saying that yes but it has to be in addition to roast potatoes not instead of. But you know what but a bit of mash is necessary in a plate as the glue because when you're making the perfect little yeah. uh, forkful you need a bit of the crunch of the roast you need a bit of the glue of the mash and then make a little stack and then into the mouth. It's kind of a vehicle. It it's is kind a of a vehicle for other things. I feel like I would put a bed of mash on the back of the fork and then load it up with a few other things. Yeah. But going back to my ordering, and I think I said this in this week's episode, we went to the Yacht and Clontar, I'll forget to that in a minute, that um, I, it's made me think about this conversation, it's made me really think about uh, how much mash I'm giving as real estate on the plate. I think I'm going to go for just one scoop mm. or a small scoop. And see if they bulk it up with a bit of veg. So. Okay, interesting, interesting, mm. interesting. Replacing potato for veg. Very mature of you. Thank you. Sorry, before we move on. I we have d- so much news. We I don't then know did a tweet. 
I ended a tweet. This is a subset of the mashed potato talk. What is the point of mashed potato if not carved out of its host mound with an ice cream scoop? Do you agree, Esther? Of course, you need an ice cream scoop of it's the best vehicle for delivery. A um, few of the replies, somebody said, Connor Wilson of RT, RT's Connor Wilson said, I refer to this as the hospital serving. He's not wrong. Um, someone else said, I can't find their tweet right now, but someone else said they feared that if something is shaped like a different type of food, that it might start tasting like that, so that the potato might start tasting like ice cream. Ice cream. I mean, that would be know. very rare, but... We're all wired differently. I feel like maybe there's a therapist that specialises mm. in that. Yeah, we are all wired differently. Um, any other roast news? We have a roast news. Well, last week we mentioned the roast burrito. It strikes again this week uh, from Massytown Rotisserie Gallery in Cork. We actually have eyes on the burrito venue, Massytown Rotisserie Go on. Gallery. A writer of Courting, available in libraries and shops now, Leodon Hines, did I force her? I strongly suggest that she go to the <laughs> location and take some photos. Our correspondent, Leon Our cork, We've got core correspondent. No, no, she's a detective. We've got a, tra- we're training her up. She's the trainee detective, roast potato de- detective. Um, and she took like f- fo- photos through the grills on the front of the shop because it was closed. Wow. Yeah, so we, we will we will share these photos. Um, so she, she didn't sample it, but she sent some stunning pictures of it. And again, that's on the list. Hopefully we'll get to uh, try that uh, burrito roast yeah. in the future. Um, across the Irish Sea. Yes. Are they ever not at it? Oh, come here. Gravy jug drama in England. That's difficult to say. So first of all, we just want to up top say that there is a restaurant chain in the UK called Toby Carvery, which is dedicated to carveries. I have a slightly controversial opinion on this. I would worry about a chain or any kind of establishment that's dedicated solely to the carvery dinner because the stakes are so high. Mm. You know, if you're going to a pub where there's lots of other functions going on, and I mean functions in the purest possible sense, you might have a drink, you might watch a a football show, you might might watch the football show. So Toby Carvery kind of sends a chill up my spine. I've never been to one. I've never seen one. I've never seen what they offer. Maybe I'm wrong. Have you been to a Toby Carvery? Can you say anything about their quality? Please get in touch. What happened at the Toby Carvery in, where was it now? Streetly near Sutton Coalfield. So a Carvery customer complained online, and this is in the Birmingham Mail. Uh, she complained online after a recent visit to a Toby Carvery. The diner said that, a, that staff at the restaurant, and I quote, seemed to be in total chaos and alleged that the vegetables did not seem fresh. The reviewer, identified as Amanda, visited the Toby Carvery in Streetly near, as you said, Sutton Coalfield last month and later left her thoughts through a review on Google. She has said that she will not be returning to the popular franchise again in the future. She did add that the place seemed understaffed and that there were no tubs of gravy left by lunchtime. Devastating. Amanda gave her one visit one star out of five on Google reviews. Would you go to a Toby Carvery? Absolutely. Okay, I probably would too. But yeah, that's kind of what's going on in roast news this week. So let's get to our venue this week. We went to the north side and... This is a place that has been recommended left, right and indeed centre. It's the yacht in Clontarf. And it's been touted here and there as like Ireland's best car route. That's not us saying that. That's just what's been told to us. We went on a busy Sunday. As usual, our categories are the host. So, you know, the place itself, the ambiance, etc. The roast most importantly the food the ordering experience the roasties etc and the holy ghost which is you know our final scores our final thoughts um we had a great time there oh we'd love it was a couple of weeks ago um it was a sunny day and we were welcomed with open arms
It is warm. Maybe that man was justified taking his top off. Yeah. So we went in the front door. And we're in through the door. Okay, let's go. Yes, we were. <laughs> what well, we were following convention and going in the front in door. In the front door, yeah. We thought about kicking in the windows, maybe entering <laughs> headfirst that way. But Emer said, "Well, I had it in my head that you went in the side of the yacht, uh-huh. um, and I think that's because there used to be like a working car park on the side of the pub, but." I think COVID, they expanded their kind of table and chairs out into the car park. So the car park wasn't open to cars. So I think that's why I was confused. So yeah. we walked in kind of a more standard pub door than yes. at the side of a building. Yeah. So if you think you're going to swing on the Clontarf Road into the car park, it's not available at the moment. And also, if you think it's an actual yacht, it's not. It's a building it's just a building. called the yacht. And um, what we're already finding with the roasts of the city is that you don't usually book you don't usually book a table for a roast. Yeah. Um, a lot of places, they have the machinery of the of the carvery going and mm-hmm. they're getting people in, they're getting people out, they don't have time to be taking reservations. So we went in, we immediately found ourselves caught up into the cogs of the machine. It's a big queue, look. Oh yeah, let's jump. Should we find a yeah. table? Absolutely. Well, it kind of, it is a beast and it's a well-oiled machine and there was a process there and we just got in the slipstream and we were in the queue and we were like, whoa, this is, it was quite extensive. It was kind of, it was sort of Garth Brooks-esque. He just left the city. So we said, how long are we going to be here? But the cog, the machine kicked in very, very quickly. We were like, should we try and get a table Mm. first? And we said, no. I mean, there were empty tables, Mm. but they were being filled and emptied as quickly as you were looking at them. There was people coming and going. Then, Mm. like... Mm-hmm. A white angel yes. on a steed. A man in a white shirt came out of nowhere. Girls, have you got a table? Yes. And we were like, oh no, no, should no, we? Are we supposed to? We, we were in the queue at this stage, but th- it moved so fast uh-huh. that there was already 10 people behind us. Mm-hmm. And we could see what, I, what I've written down in my notes is a mega carve. The carvery was in a separate room. A little vestibule. And we were queuing to get into the vestibule. Um, but the man came up to us. He said, girls, have you got a table? And we said, no, we don't. Should we have, should we have a table? And he pointed to one. It was beside a door and it was kind of squashy, but like beggars can't be choosers. There's only two of us. We said, yeah, we'll take that. We'll take that. So Esther scurried over with her coat. Yeah. Sorry, a linen bomber. Thank you. Put it on the table. Then, by the time I got back, he was back. Things have changed. And he said, there's a nicer table in there by the window. Do you want that instead? Like, I was close to tears. Yeah, it was it was very kind, a little gesture, but we were like, wow, this is a warm place. We were, we were, it was a great experience. Yeah. So I went back to get the linen bomber. Um, the weather was still clement enough. Got it by the time I kind of got around the queue to put to deposit my linen bomber on the one of the chairs. He'd already put down two glasses yeah. of water with ice in it. He was back. Two glasses of water to mark the table as ours. Yeah. So we were safe in the knowledge as we headed for we the had, mega curve. Yeah, we had the table. Didn't have to stress about that. With our little trays, we go back. We had a home. Um, I had learnt my lesson from Granger's the previous week and my eyes were peeled for a menu, for an ordering, you know, kind of instructions. Yeah, you didn't look up the last time. I you didn't, didn't see up. the menu. I didn't, didn't look up. Who thinks to look up? So we could see what was on offer. There was a beef, there was turkey, there was ham, I think. And then there was a couple of kind of non-roast, sta- but staples, I think, of the Sunday dinner. Yeah, and there was a fish option as well. Yeah, there was a, a salmon option. As there was in Granger's. Didn't take note of any veggie options Really? No, maybe if we'd asked, we yeah. didn't. Well, you could just ask for maybe not, if the, I don't know if this would be acceptable to someone who's vegetarian or vegan, maybe ask for not, just not, not the meat, just get a plate of veg, but I don't know how if they're being cross-contamination, we didn't just, study it in that. Yeah, that just, the, I mean, even as someone who likes to gnaw 
at the the, the gristle of the meat <laughs> I'd be happy with a plate of potato products oh absolutely but yeah. we'll get into that we'll get into we'll that we'll get into but that. what I want to say also is that um, in, unlike our first expedition I hadn't eaten a full brunch 16 minutes before we went in I had already I double booked myself for a Sunday which is actually not not appropriate but I'd done it anyway so I was starving we yeah. were both hungry yeah. so we were ready for this roast we were ready Whoa. I'm always ready for a roast but extra primed lots of space we're in the queue. Emer. Okay, we're getting closer. How are you feeling? I'm, I'm absolutely beside myself. <laughs> she, she just let out a squeal. Jesus Christ. So we made our way into the vestibule. Yeah. The vestibule of joy. And you could see, you could see what was coming. So we passed on our left. I'm going to say the, the serving area was in a kind of a U shape. Mm. So we passed on our left the cold meat and deli section. Nobody was going for that. I'd Please. say if anyone came in at three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon Please. to the yacht looking for a cold open sandwich, they would have been, I'd say the man in the white shirt would have kindly, but... but I uh, I think the whole entire pub should, would have fallen silent, dropped their eyes, and the people should have, would have walked out of the pub in shame yeah. because what are you doing white here? White shirt man would have brought them out to the front, out the front door that we went in pointed to a centre down the road no, and no, says, no, no, you no. know, if you want a tuna salad, you know exactly. where you'll go? You'll go down there, Sunny Jim. And then you get in the sea, which is just across the road. Yeah, over the sandbags. Um, so we were making our way into the vestibule. Queue was moving quicker than we could have ever imagined. Um, we had both, I think, decided we were going to have the beef. I had missed out on the beef at Granger's the previous week, so I, f- I felt like it was my time. I got caught up. We picked up our brown trays. We got our cutlery. And I fell victim to a slight misunderstanding in the queue in that I thought it was my turn to say what I wanted on the plate but the man in front of me was getting two plates and he quite rudely said that's my plate I wasn't to know and I felt like I'd put off there was three carvery men serving carvery three carvery men I'm going to say I it, I it added a little bit to confusion I'm oh. just going to say that because there was confusion as I was ordering um how was your kind of pre-ordering experience you see we'll we'll there is a bit of a bit of a I think a life lesson we we at the table we got into about the ordering situation, the experience that we both had, because they were kind of different. Yeah. Yes, yeah, certainly you don't know who's in charge of the meats, who's in charge of the vegetables, and what does the third person do? I'm not sure, but they're there anyway. So I went up, beef, everything, please, all the options. I just pile it on. Why not? If I don't finish it, I get very close to finishing it all. I don't finish it, but I want to have everything. I think I need to go into the potato options here. Yeah, let's let's go straight into potatoes. Let's go so I got the beef which I had in Granger's, which was very good, roast potatoes. There was a, a like a boiled potato, garlicky, creamy, cheesy confection thing. There was mashed potato. And then I said, I said to the man as he was putting the roasties on the plate as well with all the potatoes, I was like, I'm so excited for this roast. And he's like, Harriet, that's great. And he goes, do you want some chips as well? <laughs> there were, there were chips. There was a chip option. My plate was groaning under the weight of the things that I had selected and plopped on top. I said, no thank you no chips for me the plate there was so much potato on the plate I couldn't but I but did I regret it I did slightly yeah I would often I would be you know 90% of the time I'm going for the chips if there's Mm. chips offered I just I and I believe chips belong on many plates yeah I just chips on a roast for me it's there's no place but I suppose if someone offers but I said no I did say no but you what did what was your ask what was your assessment of the potatoes that you were given did you want more roasties or because you, you so did not again I didn't get everything yeah so I can be a little bit picky about you know the garlic mash I was a little like it it was it was more of a mash yeah you're right actually it was um I, I was getting confused yeah you're right and I kind of panicked in the moment 
and I was like oh I don't know about that that I don't like things that taste very very buttery so I was like oh that could be very buttery I don't know I won't get that and I didn't want the cabbage so I wasn't getting everything so I, d- I got roasties and I got mash but I was underwhelmed by the amount that I got not to sound greedy and I am a bit of a greedy guts but not to sound greedy but I felt like I could have been bumped up a little bit because I didn't get the garlic like you know you I could have been given an extra roast potato I could have the roasties were nice I was slightly put off by the fact that I could see another vat of them waiting behind mm. the three carvery men the three carvery men of the apocalypse <laughs> but when I sat down and, and ate bit into them they were very very tasty but maybe not the freshest, but in a carvery, I think you have to accept that your roasties are probably not going to be straight fresh out of that goose fat. But also the life lesson was that just ask if you want more yeah. potatoes, if there are a tray of re- freshly minted roast potatoes, they can always say no. Yeah. I mean, I got offered extra chips, which yeah, wasn't I, even I, on I the wish, table for you. I think I was, I was slightly hassled by the, the, the previous, mix up, the previous yeah. mix up. I could feel the weight of the queue behind me and I was just like I just want to get I just want to get my roast I want to get out of here like that also caused me to fall down in the gravy department I didn't have enough gravy yeah but we should have taken the queue the local queues because you could see the probably I had assumed there were regulars they had an additional gravy mini gravy boat I saw many people with a gravy boat once I got up there it's like I suppose if I was to win an Oscar and I know I get up there and I forget everyone's names yes that's what happened to me I had uh, stage fright yeah I forgot to ask for extra gravy and I came down and the the result was my, my dinner was dry. My dinner was dry. Oh, Jesus. Now, I got one thing I was very shocked and surprised by was they had mushy peas. Yes. And they were classic very mushy good. peas. Mm-hmm. They tasted of almost nothing. <laughs> um, they were runny. Fresh air and farts. They just were exactly as mama used to make them. Oh, I'm drawing a blank on the other veg. We had mushy peas. We had, I made a great stuffing. Superior to Granger's in my opinion Because there were a few bits of greeny bits And onions and stuff yeah, Now I know you are a stuffing aficionado So for everything is going to be basic Compared to your life experience Yeah Stuffing but, again for me was a little bit dry A little bit grainy But it was very tasty And I love I will always take the stuffing No matter how dry it looks So there was carrot batons Carrot batons cabbage. I have written here They were a little bit soft But again I feel like that's kind of to be expected mm. It's hard Just if I'm comparing and contrasting With our first roast at Granger's They were more cooked I won't say overcooked. I won't go that far, but they were more cooked. But I was happy with the roast potatoes. I was happy. It was a good plate of food. I think Granger's on the beef and every joint is different. They're slightly superior in Granger's in my experience. But overall, the, yeah. uh, overall for the plate, I hit my lamp there. Overall with the plate, I was more satisfied with the yacht. Both good plates. Yeah. They both were, good plates. So yeah, I feel like I've, I've, I feel like I've said a lot of negatives there. Overall, I really enjoyed my plate of food. What I will say is my meat was hidden underneath everything. Which I don't know if the placement was better. I mean, there were three men overseeing this. I, I, I just feel like the meat is the star of the show. And I was like, where is it? Mm-hmm. The gravy was lacking. I'm going to say it was lacking. I, I could have asked for more. I could have gone back up and asked for more. I never want to put anyone out. Yeah. So I sat there and I ate my dry food. Like the, by the time I'd eaten, I'd soaked up the bit of gravy, like I was eating a largely dry roast. Oh, you might Which, be, yeah. You I mean, that. you must have had a similar... No? No, I was happy with it. I preferred the quantity of gravy on this one. It's all very personal. The quantity of gravy was better to the one in Granger's. I felt it was coated. This, I had room to breathe. I could see. I had a good yeah. visual on the on the elements of the plate. I was hovering above my eyes like a little eagle. Um. So, but again, but next time we learned the lesson. If you want more gravy, ask for it. Do you know what? The thing is, I would go back 
and I would do some things differently. And yes. that is the mark of an enjoyable roast. <laughs> I'm like, I wish I'd gone back up for more gravy, but putting myself back in that spot again, I probably wouldn't have gone up. I probably wouldn't have gone up. And it's yeah. something I need to work on. Maybe yeah. I'll take it to Katie in therapy next mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she, it's a, well, that's good that you, there's, there's yeah. a, an awareness, it's an opening. It's not just a roast steamer. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that carvery plate was 17. 1775. More expensive. More expensive still. Than Granger's, which I think was 17. 17. Again, I, I think I think early around in my head I'm like a 14 euro roast, but it was yeah. a lot of food, and now, I and I was I was full. I mean, I probably did later on that day, but I was still sitting at me until Monday. You did have a, again a colossal plate of food, <laughs> <laughs> but that's because I didn't ask any questions, and I did notice. So the couple who sat down beside us, yeah. by the way, when I went to sit down with my roast, the lady said, "I think there's someone sitting there," and I was like, "That's us." That's, that's her coat and oh. there are waters thank you white man oh thank you white shirt man oh, and um they had the half plate there's also the they half had plate. the half plate and i was heroes like, in the, a half plate that's the half Turtle plate oh, i don't know how much the half plate was I'm, i would say maybe 12 euros something yeah. like that seems like they had the same amount of food as i did <laughs> and that kind of rubbed me up the wrong way which was like i'm paying for the full plate but i did not get a full plate of food <laughs> when i looked at yours and i looked at my I felt hard done by. <laughs> everything, please. <laughs> I'd have played. Maybe I just need two. to start asking for everything, please. Or if like, they're like, if they're like cabbage, and I'm like, no, but can I have X instead? Yeah, can I sub? Can I sub the cabbage for? Yeah. an additional three roast potatoes. Yeah, that seems fair. Or like even more, take more carrots, more stuffing, yeah. something. Yeah, I know. Like everything has equity on the carvery in, yes. in on the carvery bamberies so I don't think you could say no I won't have cabbage but I'll have an extra three slices of beef like I don't think that's <laughs> fair but I feel like two small the roasties were small I feel like two small roasties could replace a serving of cabbage yeah okay maybe for an experiment we should do a half plate next time I don't know if I've ever willingly ordered a half plate of yeah. anything because why would you do that to yourself no, well, certainly not. It's That's like not people, my philosophy. It's like people who have brunch and stick to the, like, and they merge their breakfast and lunch into one. Like, they mm-hmm. really do that. Mm-hmm. They don't have breakfast and then go for brunch. <laughs> like, yes. brunch, yeah. basically. A pre-breakfast yeah. and then a brunch. Um, So, but, uh, but I did feel hard done by by that. Let's talk about going to a different area. What about uh, ambiance? What was the decor? It wasn't a yacht. Sumptu- again. Sumptuous. Sumptuous. It reminded me, you know those pubs on, D- on Dawson Street, Cafe and Sen and them, where they have trees inside? It had that kind of feeling. When we came in through the front door, we came through a more kind of traditional pub setting. And then it just kind of opened, opened up. up into this, like... A mahogany, Titanic-esque. Kind of, yeah, kind of a, almost a glass house, kind of mm. sumptuous Cafe and Sen vibe. Yeah. But without the girlies... In the oversized blazers, it was... Yeah, and behind, so I had the outside seat and Saima was lounging on the sofa element. I was, now it was a little bit low, so yeah. I, I was I was kind of going up to my roast. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I mean, I was comfortable. But behind him, there was like these big cages with tiny, little tiny bathtubs and empty bottles of champagne in them, lots of Hendrix gin paraphernalia, yeah. places to store your cucumber for the Hendrix gin, all branded with Hendrix gin, that kind of vibe. Yeah. So, you know, it was what it was. It was nice. It was nice. It was busy. There were lots of chairs and tables shoved in everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. One of our kind of key parts of the roast experience is the eavesdropping. Yes. There wasn't a whole lot of that at the yacht because there was this general loud buzz of people enjoying their roasts. And it was hard to pick up on anything. Yeah, there was too much business. Now, it was just shortly after the death of Queen Elizabeth. So I did pick up a little bit of Meghan and Harry gossip 
and you know there was a bit of that and she was very old and did you hear she died of old age that kind of yeah. thing um, I did notice the couple next to us who'd got the half portions also had a child with them and they ordered him the goujons and chips and the minute he spied them he said I don't want them and she in I'd say in a sentence she has uttered 15 million times before leave them there so she had enough she was like I don't care if you eat them or not you can starve for all starve. I like you're, I'm not having, getting, you're not getting them until later I'm having my half portion do you know what we forgot to mention well, in the vestibule of mm-hmm. dreams, in the mega curve room, there was also a fridge full of bottles of drink, Coke, Fanta, yeah. Yeah. 7-Up. So you weren't paying five euro for a pint of Coke if that's what you wanted, if you were hungover and you needed the pint. You were getting your bottle. I got a bottle of 7-Up free. You got a bottle of Diet Coke, I think. That was a lovely touch, I felt. That was good because we were all contained in one area yeah. and you didn't have to go off and get your pint glass of water and your your coke yeah. and your da-da-da. you weren't like oh I've had you know I now have to go up and queue at the bar I was trying to get a waitress to come over so I I loved that touch yeah you could have also ordered the word desserts there and we were because they, they look gorgeous they look gorgeous but we were very full by the end of it so our eyes were bigger than our belly as we were entering we said we'll go back I was like I don't I'm getting I'm definitely getting a dessert and buying it now because what if the look at that pavlova and what if it's it was that pavlova that marshmallowy pavlova I'm glad I didn't get it at the start because I was too full then and I did go on to buy myself uh, a Cornetto later in the day. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it was no Pavlova, but it, it scratched that itch. They were playing music. For a while I thought they were playing exclusively the Killers because I feel like I, held, I heard at least three Killers mm-hmm. tracks. Then I heard some U2 and I was playing, they're playing Dad Rock. Do you know what they're playing? They're playing Yacht Rock. They're Yachties, Yacht um, Rock. So you could, you could just about hear it. It wasn't, it wasn't over, overly loud or anything, but it yeah. was there. Esther, would you go back? Yes, I would. Yeah, of course I would. I would. Yeah. yeah. And we, were, we we thought we might do the swim down the road. There's the baths at Clontarf down yeah. the road. Oh, some administration issues there. We didn't. I mean, you kind of have to email them to get in. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we didn't pursue. We had an idea. But it's still very nice. You know, the you're opposite you, the sea. You can go for a walk. We were absolutely stuffed like little piranhas when we, we came out. straight back into the car. <laughs> straight back into a hot <laughs> sweating. car. Sweating. <laughs> Meat sweats. Me more than Emer. But before we get to that, it's post-roast reaction. Post-roast reaction. Um, I was stunning. You had to stop there and have a little rest. Oh. Glad we didn't get the desserts. No. We wanted to though. They look absolutely gorgeous. Pavlova was there. A bit of scene. Got a Yorkshire pud. Delighted with myself. Like we'll you'll throw back to the studio now, but it was very good. I wonder, wonder what we're shouting on about in the studio at this very moment. <laughs> so at the studio, brackets, brackets, the spare room of my house. Okay, and um, that's enough for the post rose reaction. Do we think? Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm literally sorry. Bye, goodbye. I did notice on accessibility. So I don't know if we mentioned it with Granger's last week, but Granger's was fairly accessible. Um, the yacht, if you were coming and had accessibility issues, you might struggle a little bit just because the tables were very close together. Mm. I did notice a woman who was using crutches struggling and had to get the help of a staff member to get to the disabled bathroom. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind if you're going. Um, but I mean, it is ultimately accessible, but tight. It's a tight squeeze. Yeah, they're cramming the tables in there. Yeah. Um, what would you give it? Potatoes out of potatoes? How many potatoes? Let me see. It was it was strong. Okay, I'm gonna go. Cause bear in mind we're only episode two in, so we have to. But I'm going to say I'm going to give it a a seven point nine. That's a high score. I think it's seven point nine. High yeah. score. I'm gonna give it a seven point nine. Do you know what I'm gonna give it for this particular visit? 
I'm giving it a 6.9. Really? I know it's too below you. Wow. But from my experience on that day, particularly the plate of food, wow. you know, I'm giving it a 6.9. The benchmark of Granger's, because they're the two we've done so far, the plate of food was better on that day in Granger's. I'm hoping to go back to the yacht someday soon and bring that right up into the eights, maybe the nines. Wow, well, it just goes to show we're all on our own, tr- our own train tracks. We all have our own perspective. Um, and what else can we say? So there you have it. They were our thoughts on the yacht in Clontarf. Did you agree or disagree? Have you been? Let us know. Let us know. Get in touch. If you have any roast recommendations anywhere around the country, we want you to get in touch um, at Sunday Roast Potatoes on Instagram or you can email us on helloroastpotatoes at gmail.com. Just reminding you, we got two emails this week and we, we our inbox is ready to receive at least five. And also, if you have any song recommendations for Emer and Esther's Sunday Rose playlist on Spotify, you can also get in touch at Sunday Rose Potatoes or HelloRosePotatoes at gmail.com. The link is in the show notes and it's also at the top of our bio on Instagram. So have a listen, get you in the roast mood. And just to remind you, if you have any strong feelings about roast, about mashed potatoes, about chicken, about beef, about Yorkshire puddings, do they have any place? on a roast plate in Ireland in 2022. Get in touch at Sunday Roast Potatoes or hello roast potatoes at gmail.com. And finally, please leave a lovely review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Little five stars would, would be gorgeous. We'd love it. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, also, you can follow me at Esther Two Names on Instagram. And I'm at Emer the Screamer almost everywhere. One thing I just want to add before the very end, I'm heading to Aaron Moore this very day to go on my holidays and some of my holiday mates are cooking a roast dinner and they are shaking in their boots because I am now one of Ireland's foremost roast reviewers. Whoa. I'll have all the news on that next week. And we'll be back next Sunday. Yeah. Okay, bye for now. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.